Welcome to the Why Weight Elevate podcast, where we share key information to help you lose weight the right way and then transition to a lifestyle that helps you keep it off. Our hosts are experts in obesity medicine and have collectively treated thousands of patients for obesity and are here to help you on your own journey. All four of us are busy parents, so we totally understand what it's like to try and live healthy while also trying to stay on top of the busy demands in our life. Thanks for taking time in your busy day to join us. As some of our hosts have medical licenses, we have a legal disclaimer to share with you. Here it is. Please note that our podcast is not intended to, and shouldn't be considered, a substitute for professional medical advice from a doctor or other qualified healthcare professional. You should always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare professional with questions you may have regarding your medical condition. You should not rely on this podcast for medical diagnosis or treatment, and you should never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of our content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast today. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about common mistakes made when starting a diet. This is Quincy Robinson, and we've got Cheryl Bingham, Ron Rigby, and Kelsey Bird. Kelsey Bird. Kelsey Bird is joining us remotely, um, but we do the wonders of technology. We're still able to get together and do this. So uh, we want to talk about it's maybe some mistakes people make. There's a lot of mistakes that people make all the time trying to figure out how to eat healthy, live healthy. There's so much misinformation out there. So um, we have a few bullet points here that we kind of thought it'd be good to go through, but maybe um, maybe let's start out. Um, what is the biggest mistake that you would say that you see in your practice that people make when trying to start out a diet or to lose weight or to eat healthier? Let's start with Cheryl. Okay. I think the most common mistake I see is people try to take on way too much way too soon. I think you get overwhelmed and then it's like, ah, eh, forget this. And so I think if you just kind of calm it down a little bit and focus on one or two smaller goals and know that this is going to take some time. This is not a sprint. It's more of a journey um, or a marathon if you want to go with that analogy. So calm down. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me to calm down. Very much so. (laughs) Back it off a little. Okay. Okay. How about you, Dr. Rigby? I would definitely agree with Cheryl. And people try to do too much, but they also want to do it perfect, thinking, oh, I read this, or I've read this, or the something online said this, or this person I follow says to do this, and I can't, don't know if I can do that. So they think they have to do it perfect. Part of it is, I hate the word diet, okay, because the word diet means studying of what you actually eat. This is a lifestyle. So it's not just the food, it's the sleep, it's the exercise, it's the stress management. It's a whole lifestyle we need to look at, not just a diet. And unfortunately, when we say we're going to do a diet, we're going to do it for X amount of days. My question is, what do you do X and plus one, X plus two? But you just, you're confusing me now. Uh Uh-huh. Because you (laughs) told me not to overwhelm and get too overwhelmed, but then you just said there's 50 million things that we need to focus on. That's what we're here to help them (laughs) with. Okay, Perfect. I think it really is just taking one habit, one behavior, and tweaking that. Take what you're already doing and see how can I do this just a little bit better? How can I make better choices so that I can improve my habits and behaviors overall? Um, I think so. Oh, sorry, Kelsey, go ahead. <laughs> okay, from I was going to just piggyback off of what you're saying is that instead of like having that quick fix mentality, is really um, and. And with what, what Dr. Rigby said with the lifestyle, the lifestyle, not just a, a quick diet, is picking that one habit 
that will pr- hopefully lead to weight loss, but that's the one thing you could work on. And then add, an, add in the next habit after you feel like you've got that one under your belt. So one step at a time. Yeah. Can I jump into another yes. one? Uh-huh. Because Dr. Rigby made me think that <laughs> the next one that people really struggle with is comparison. Because their friend Jane, she was able to lose weight doing X, Y, and Z. And they expect, well, I'll be able to lose weight doing X, Y, and Z. But there's no universal diet that works for everybody. And you have to tweak it to you. Or your spouse when opposite sex is dropping so much weight in, you're not. Or- Dude, suck. <laughs> it's, yes. Yes. I was like, that is really frustrating. <laughs> it is. And defense, men do lose weight faster. <laughs> However, men usually can't do it longer term. So the overall weight loss and the weight, the health benefits balance out. So don't hold it against us. We have, we have two big benefits. We usually have more muscle mass and we have more testosterone. Which help with? Definitely help with weight loss. Okay. But we also have higher risk factors too. So going back to the comparison thing though. So... I think it's human nature to compare against ourselves, against other people, like and mm-hmm. see how that person's done. So is it, is it better than that point to compare to ourselves? Like, what do you measure? Like, what do you count? That's going the next thing I've got a note here to talk about tracking calories. Like, how do you, how do you compare how you're doing with others? Like, what are your measurements? Go ahead. Great. Okay. You want to go Kel- first, Kelsey? Okay. Well, yeah. Well, the first thing I was going to be like, don't compare off of Facebook or like any social media because people are only going to be posting their progress, not all the steps that lead up to that progress. They always Um, post the positive. Yes, they really do. And I noticed myself, I had to, you know, take a break from everything because I was comparing and beating myself up. Um, So what other things you can track is um, whatever your habit is, if it is, you know, eating a more lower carb, um, higher fat diet, keep track of that. Um, not necessary calories, but the nutrients, the qualities of the foods you're eating. Um, and Dr. Rigby, I'll let you go on to other things you can track okay. your progress. Well, you can check your, uh, your waist circumference, especially in guys or women with a larger waist circumference. We can check your blood sugars, your blood pressure, your joint pain, your sleeping quality. We can keep going on, but there's lots of different things to track part of it is like we've said before pick one or two things track it so it might be your sleep am i getting enough sleep am i getting my seven to eight hours what's my quality of sleep so start working with certain aspects so working on those one or two things maybe it is maybe it's not the weight per se but my pants are tight or my i need to get my joints feeling better so again focus on one or two aspects and go from there. So that was kind of a, a long answer, but yes, don't focus on other people. Don't compare yourself to others, especially mm-hmm. on social media, but instead yes. track yourself and track the right things. Now, social media can be beneficial, at least my opinion. Look Ooh. for different ideas. <laughs> if somebody's doing something and they say they did had good success, at least look into it. Use it as a, something to get different ideas, okay. but don't compare yourself to those other people. And don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work. And exactly. if it's overwhelming, get off. Exactly. Yes. Fair. I love it all. But there is some benefit, so at least look for it. Look okay. for options. And then you can, um, I do find before and after pictures to yourself are is helpful because you can see it um, when you're seeing those <laughs> pictures. You can so, stay motivated. Uh, Kelsey, 
Um, Cheryl is disagreeing with you. Cheryl. No, this is good. Go ahead. <laughs> this is why we have this thing. I am this, not a exactly. fan of before and after pictures. And here's why. Because if you're anybody who's ever had to do a before or after picture, what you say to yourself is, why was I not worthy enough before? Why just after am I worthy enough? And so I really hate that comparison. And so I say don't do it. But teach their own. Okay. True. If, if it seems like if it's going to motivate you, or you've made changes and you've seen an old picture, not to dwell on where you are now, but look at the things that help get you to where you are now. Don't beat yourself up because where you got though, because you might have been doing what doctors had told you to do and it wasn't working for you. So again, there are pros and cons. So I definitely understand the benefits, but I also see the drawbacks. So figure out what's going to work for you and go from there. Okay, so we've talked about some common mistakes. There's a long answer for one of them. So don't get overwhelmed. Don't compare yourselves to others. Just focus on yourself. But then another one, how about tracking calories? Um, a lot of people do that when they're starting on a diet is they want to track their calories. I can't have more than 500 a day. Um, let's have Kelsey go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I like the note that we have is that if it brings you more anxiety or more stress to your life, don't do it. Um Dr. Rigby will tell you exactly what a calorie is, um, but he it doesn't big words like bomb calorimeter. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, brings me back to school with the learning all those definitions. Um, but it really is. It's, I mean, the, the app, if you're using an app to track your calorie, it's not going to tell you um, how your body's responding. Those apps can um, give so- you an up to 10% difference in accuracy, which is, a, it's a big margin of error. Oh, yeah. So be cautious when using the apps and thinking that, oh, I'm right on. And you can be as on target as you possibly want, and but it doesn't mean you're getting those results. It doesn't tell you how you feel either. It doesn't say how yeah. your clothes fit. Or how your joints <laughs> feel or what your blood sugars are like. Or, or you slept cl- last night. <laughs> so a mistake is tracking calories. Yes. Tracking. Yep. So what should you track? How do I feel? How's my energy level? Okay, you guys How am I sleeping? That. <laughs> <laughs> yep, go back. <laughs> so this is not a diet thing since necessarily. This has tracking. to. It has to be a lifestyle. Okay, yes. sure. Another one was um, maybe really similar to this one. You guys talk about people make mistakes. They don't listen to their bodies, right? Um, talk to us about that. Dr. Rigby, go ahead first. Well, part of it is we get all this different noise. So part of it is listening to what our what our cells or what our spirit or whatever you want to call it is telling you. So if you're hungry, I want you to eat, but eat the right things. But if you're full, I don't want you to finish your plate. If you're tired, I don't want you to get up to go to the gym and go exercise. If you're antsy and want to do something, I'm not saying you have to sit here quietly because it's your time to meditate. Go do something else. Part of it is listening to your body and do what it tells you to do because that's what it's there for to, to help us understand what's going on. Unfortunately, we listen to everything else outside of us. We're not listening to ourselves. I think the reason that's occurring is because there's a huge disconnect between the brain and the body. Yes. We're super, super busy all day. We're on our phones, the electronics, meetings, whatnot. And then by the time we hit home um, and our head hits the pillow, that's when our brain kicks on. Especially women. That is true. I will agree with that. (laughs) And it's because we haven't paid enough attention between the brain and the body. And you're going to be like a raccoon in the cupboard if you have not prepared throughout the day. And then at night, that's when you're going to do all the munching and snacking. And that's part of the reason, if you've looked at, at least from the stuff I've looked at, meditation has become a lot more popular is because we are go, 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 go. And we're not taking that time for Mm -hmm. ourselves to 
calm down to relax to th- let women think through the process of what's going on. Did he just tell is- women to think? <laughs> no. Oh. Wow. Wow. In a good way. Because <laughs> statistically, they're usually the one in charge. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that idea is to be able to let them think through the process to relax, to calm down, to let some of that noise fade away and listen to that inner spirit, being, whatever. And that's where meditation can really come into play. What was the question? Oh, it was just uh, one of the mistakes that people make is not listening to their bodies. Oh, yes. Bodies are important and yes. listening. And really paying attention to what your hunger cues, your tired, exhaustion. All There's several studies and research that I, I can leave them in our show notes that, that support meditation and weight loss. Yes. And the reason why is because it is connecting that brain and that body and being able to listen and understand what you truly need. And some would even say that the stress and anxiety, I'm not saying everybody, and I'm not saying studies have shown it, would also say that could be some inflammation in the brain. And by calming it down and trying to do some of these things could help calm down the inflammation, therefore help with some of that irritation going on. Cool. Science. Um, talk about me about water and electrolytes. What mistakes do people make with that? Um, Kelsey. Um, I would start with not drinking enough. Um, and electrolytes, if you are drastically changing your diet, um, for instance, going much more lower carb, higher fat, you are going to need more electrolytes. Salts, right? And so we were taught to not, like, not salt your food or um, always watch your sodium. Well, in certain diets, you're going to actually need more of it. Um, and then drinking water, our, our brains tend to confuse thirst and hunger. Mm-hmm. So... Um, reaching for if you think you're hungry but you just ate an hour ago drink a glass of water and see um and then also check the um to make sure you're getting enough see what color your urine is okay anything else with water or electrolytes cheryl um yeah i would say on the electrolyte part um a lot of times when we're making these lifestyle dietary changes we'll go from eating a super typical american diet where we're getting in a ton of sodium fast food, junk food, whatnot. And then we go where we cut all of that out. And so our sodium levels drop dramatically. And we really do, our bodies crave and need, it's a necessary electrolyte. We need that sodium to function on every single basic basic level of our bodies. So you've got to replace that sodium if you're not eating the junk. But so go ahead. But you also have to be careful with the type of salts that you're using too, mm. because the typical iodized salt, to get the iodine to sink, linked to the sodium chloride, which is typical salt, it actually takes a sugar molecule. So we have to be careful with that. So okay. we're big fans of sea salts. There's lots of different ones out there, but sea salts is going to have the sodium and chloride, typical salt, but magnesium, potassium, which can go along with muscle cramps, and some other micronutrients and stuff like that. And part of the reason we need the salt, like Kelsey said, when we change our diet and, and, and that Cheryl said also is when we're cutting out all these carbohydrates, one of the effects of a lower insulin, it allows our kidneys to let salt go and we're actually losing water. So that's the reason we need the water and sometimes if the water's not enough, adding the salt. Okay. Another mistake that we have listed here that people will make is just trying to eat less at every meal, every day. I just got to eat less. That's all I have to do for my diet today. I'm just going to eat less food than Boy, I did we've yesterday. We've been told that for about 50 years. It Doesn't it work? So Cheryl, why is that a mistake? Because again, you're not listening to your body. That's really what it comes down to. And what are you putting in your body? I can eat one donut, right? 
or mm. I can eat salmon and broccoli. I'm eating way more calories, but the salmon and broccoli is going to fill me up and make me feel better overall than the donut is. But the donut's so I know. good. Who doesn't love it? Called <laughs> food addiction. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, and another- going back, I'm yeah, go ahead, oh, real Kelsey. quick. I'm going to add to that. You know, going back, we said it earlier in this podcast, but um, if you try to eat smaller meals and you're not listening to your body all through the day and you keep distracting yourself. Um, when you get home, when you have that down moment, your body can be like, I am so hungry. And that is when um, we see a lot of people binging and things like that because you have deprived your body. Of Think about how you, you function. Are you somebody who is like a natural grazer? And so you do better just kind of snacking. If that's you, then I wouldn't do like some intermittent fasting or anything like that. I would go to your natural habit and eat four to six small meals a day. If you're somebody who eats one meal a day, maybe intermittent fasting is the best option for you. You've got to listen to your body and your habits and your natural preferences. And there are benefits with both of those things that Cheryl just said. So part of it is figuring out what works better for you, not what you read in a book or heard on a podcast. Yep. Unless it's our podcast. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another one that I have here is that um, wanting things to happen too fast. Dr. Rigby, let's have you go first. Why is that a mistake? Well, I usually ask patients how long it took them to get to their top weight. So let's say it was 10 years. I always tell them it's going to take you twice as long to lose it as it was to gain it. Not that it really does, but during that 10 years when you were gaining the weight, you weren't getting on the scale on a regular basis or going, my weight, my clothes aren't getting tight fast enough or my scale isn't going up fast enough. But now when we're getting upset, obsessed and worried about it. We want it done yesterday. Unfortunately, we live in a society that if something helps and happens in North Korea five minutes ago, I want to know. My phone should be blowing off, going off right now. I want to know about it. That's not how our body works. We didn't get here overnight. We're not going to get back overnight. Yes, we can always be really gross and cut off a leg and you lose weight. Doesn't solve the problem. We have to solve the underlying issues, be it hormonal, be it habit be it food addiction, we've got to get to the root cause and solve it. Plus, metabolically, our bodies are not designed to lose weight quickly, and it can't keep Mm. up. And so what you'll see is people will lose hair, their skin and nails get super brittle and dry. They overall just don't feel well. And then what happens is the weight comes back because metabolically, they cannot keep up. And so that's why we get stuck in this uh, weight loss, weight gain cycle. So what we really need to do is focus that this is a lifestyle. One well, to two pounds a week is, is ideal. Can we focus on calories? No. <laughs> or even the scale we shouldn't focus on either. Oh, who exactly. doesn't love the scale? I know. It's a good um, wall do- ornament. So hang it up <laughs> on your wall so you can look at it. <laughs> okay. Is there any? This is a good list that we've had here. We're sitting at around 18 minutes. Um, is there anything else that you think that you see, you see in your practice that you think people make mistakes when they're starting out on trying to, to be healthier? Yes. That's why we're having a podcast. Okay. Uh, yes. What I would say, <laughs> and I say this to all of my patients is if you don't love the person sitting in the chair right now, today, at whatever weight you're at, you're not going to love yourself 50, 20, 30 pounds lighter mm. or heavier or heavier. You've got to yeah. love who you are right now, today. And then that'll help. Yes, overall, yes. in the yeah. long run, for the lifestyle. Yes. Okay. I'm going to piggyback with what Cheryl said. And um, if you put, like, if you think that your life is going to be so much better and you can do X, Y, and Z after you lose that weight, that's a flag that you are in that diet mentality and you're not on that lifestyle change. And 
the diet mentality, I mean, research shows that 98% of people who do a quick fix diet will gain the weight back. No matter what the diet is. No matter the diet. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No matter the diet. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, appreciate you taking the time to listen to us today on this podcast. Hopefully, this was very helpful for you. We'll try and add some things to the show notes, including the, the research that Cheryl talked about meditation and, and weight loss. And we look forward to having you listen to us again. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us in the Why Weight Elevate podcast. If you found this episode to be helpful, can you share it with your friends that you think would appreciate listening to it? And if you found our podcast to be helpful, we would love it if you could leave us a review. It really helps others hear about this podcast, and we really want to help as many people as we can. Thank you.